Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a regular dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Today we're bringing you a short but sweet dose of LGBTQ plus goodness. During LGBTQ Plus History Month, we spoke to some great individuals from the community. Introducing Wynne Austin. Hi, I'm Wynne Austin, and I'm here to share some of my views and my thoughts on what it was like as a LGBT person growing up. For me, it was about discovery anticipation, inquisitiveness, and a willingness to learn, really. I'd previously moved from Guyana in South America, and I, I mean, as a child growing up, there was nothing said about being gay. It was the first time when I came to England, a little bit of a culture shock, really, to find out that other people felt the same way as I did. And there were places that you can go and communities that you can serve in. So it was all about learning and learning from the older members of the community, learning to absorb the knowledge from them. And I mean, I learned about cinema, music, art, fashion, and the history of the community. And basically being an, a bit of an inf- information sponge, if you want to say. And being grateful for every opportunity that was presented. Of course, it was the AIDS pandemic, which changed the face of the community with rising infection and deaths and very little or no assistance from the government of the day. And yeah, so it was a period of of self-awareness basically I was trying to you know figure out and navigate my way throughout my life and where it would be for me to what part I would play in this community being a person of color in this community was also challenging and not just a person of color but a person of color who identified as trans so I had to kind of figure out my own ways my own ways of being in this community and being a part of this community and not feeling like I was left out because being a person of color it's very difficult normally to have the support of family and friends and loved ones I was fortunate that I had the support of my parents and my relatives, so it made it easier for me to navigate my way through not just my life, but through my life with my family and friends and and through the LGBT community. I think when you have the support of people that you love and it makes your life so different, completely different, because it means that you have the security to do the things and make the choices you want to do without being judged too harshly. And I think it's very important when you, as a youngster growing up in, in any community, that you have support from those you hold dear. I think being a very social, an open person it was very very easy for me to make my way through the community and be well liked 
and I met lots of friends. I had my own sort of like rainbow tribe. There was a person from of every color in my group of friends. I had one Chinese friends. I had people from Africa who were friends. I had people from India who were friends. And we were like all teenagers navigating our lives together and trying to figure out how we was going to be as, I wouldn't say outcasts because being people of color or being people from different backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, sometimes there was this feeling of being kind of sidelined in the community as a whole. So we kind of navigated our way together and we formed this group of people. I, when I got a job at Heaven in 1982 or 83, it was, I hung out with these kids and after work every Saturday, we'd go and have breakfast together at five, six o'clock in the morning. And it was very important to have these group of friends. It made me not only see the world very openly but it made me appreciate and understand other cultures and to this day i'm still kind of like i'm the friend of everyone i don't have there's no group of people that i don't consider part of my friendships i remember working at heaven in the 80s and i'd met i mean remember we'd have various big balls and there was always a, a, a drag a, a talent show during these balls at christmas time it was during the summer you had balls where all the staff would have to dress up in drag which was my most favorite period to be honest because knowing inside that i wanted to make these changes i remember when i met my first transgender person she was a woman of color her name was gabrielle she was from Ethiopia and she lived in Earl's Court and we became fast and firm friends she kind of like immediately we were like magnets to each other she saw me and she took a liking to me and so she took me under her wing I would say she was probably my my drag mother she took me under her wing and we'd have luncheons together we spent quite a lot of time together I remember she she was very kind and she taught me all kinds of things she was one previous winner of the Miss Drag International competitions that they held at the Porchester Hall and I was fascinated by her and she was equally fascinated by me because she was maybe I would imagine she was 10 years or more older than I was so for me I kind of looked up to her and I remembered I was at this point I wanted to enter into drag competitions and I entered into the Miss Ebony competition that was held in Balham and it was predominantly black you know the black young black gay kids who put on this ball in Balham and I remember I went to I was just a complete novice I knew no one in South London and I just took myself on there one Saturday night I borrowed my sister's clothes and I entered this competition and I came second and I was not really satisfied with that but I think it was more a popularity competition than it was an actual fair competition because in fairness I thought I won that competition but nobody knew me in that neighborhood and that spurred me on I was determined that you know I was that was not going to be enough for me so the following year I entered into the Miss Drag International competition in the West End in Porchester Hall and with Gabrielle's advice I ultimately walked away with the crown from over a hundred competitors and then I went into retirement because I realized that after that that was the highest point in competitions and there was nothing else I could do so I just basically retired myself from competition. I won that competition it allowed me to open my mind to the world 
opened my mind to the LGBT world, I realized that there was there was no limitations for me. Well, at least at the time, there was lots of racial divisions in this country, something I wasn't shackled by because I hadn't lived in, as I wasn't brought up here as a child, I came here as a teenager. So I already had my mindset on how things were going to be for me in one small way or the other. And having had everyone in my community when I was when I was growing up as a young child who looked like me, people were, you know, the prime minister was black. So it really didn't affect me when I came here because politics wasn't something I was thinking about. I remember going to places like Taboo and finding people who were creative and talented. There was dancers and designers and models and muses and everything. And I, I kind of felt like this was my home because all these people, there was a different side to the community of people who were like at heaven, for example. And then I met Michael and Glinda Kostiff, who approached me and asked me to become the MC for their club Kinky Glinky, which really just transformed my life. It was a Monday night, once a month, nightly dress-up event, and I got a chance to express myself through fashion, and it attracted attention of TV stations and TV company, which propelled me to be the subject of an hour-long documentary on Channel 4 called The Gender Bender, and Channel 4 was new and very arty and culturally. Channel 4 celebrated art and culture. And I was the subject of that, and it was shown before the watershed. And from there, I was propelled to being the first LGBT cover girl for the House of Handbag. I mean, looking back on all these things without realizing at the time how groundbreaking and trailblazing these events were, because here was this young black kid who weren't British born, but who'd been living here for less than 10 years and had all these accolades to my name already, which was interesting because I think part and parcel of that was because I didn't allow myself to think that I wasn't good enough as or I, I couldn't get as much out of myself and I had something to share and I wanted to share it and I was given a platform to share it and those are the most important memories for me. A vast part of our community's history is forgotten. Many aspects, our contribution to art, music, filmmaking, club culture, and those who, importantly, those who stood on the front lines to affect change and spoke truth to power for the HIV epidemic, for police harassment, for discrimination in the armed forces and the workplace, some of whom are still active today, actually. I mean, we can think of lots of other things that we can talk about. We can talk about the lack of mention of females in the LGBT community, their contribution, the men, the people of the trans community, their contribution, and most importantly for me, the people of color's contribution to the community, our beloved LGBT community, that goes unnoticed or undocumented or unrecognized for one reason or the other. And this, the need for us to look to America for parts of LGBTQ history, which is when there's so much that happened here and is still happening here. For me, growing up, I remembered people like April Ashley and Caroline Causey, better known in the community as Tula, the first transgender woman to be in a James Bond film and to be a cover girl. And having been a cover girl myself, I was kind of inspired by her. I remember people like Lily Savage and Danny LaRue. I grew up knowing about these people and very seldom you hear these things, you hear these people's names coming up in conversations. I believe it's important that we educate our youth to make them know that 
before them they stood on the shoulders of these greats. I believe that my advice to them would be know your history, learn from it, pay homage and respect to those whose shoulders you stand on, who paved the way for you to have, have it easier in this day and age. Reach out and do what you can when you see injustice. Speak out on it even if it doesn't affect you personally and look around you. Look around and see what change you can affect in your own lives for somebody else. I mean, personally, there's so much that can be done. And step away from social media and look outside and see what you can do for somebody else. That would be my advice to the younger generation. And try to be a little bit more inclusive because as a child growing up, as a youngster growing up in the community, it was very separated. I was someone who was... who ingratiated myself into different communities but a lot of it was divided even in our own LGBT community there were divisions so you try and make a bridge and see it from somebody else's point of view and reach out to somebody from the other side of the aisle that would be my advice to the younger generation Don't forget to let us know that you've listened to us on socials. We're on Instagram at queer underscore talk and on Twitter we are queer talk underscore. Until next time, bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.